It's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom. It's been a while, but I will explain my reasoning to you. First thing is, you know I've been on chemo for quite a while. In fact, this is the fifth time that I've been on a round of some sort of chemo, usually two at a time. Something I've not told to anybody at this point, because I normally don't have to push as hard when I'm on a microphone doing a spot or commercial, promo. But what I found out is one of the chemos that I had been on this last go-round caused neuropathy in my vocal cords. And of course, being a voice talent and having been on air in New York City and all those years of talking, I'm sort of babying my voice. You can probably hear there's a little bit of scratchiness to it. I don't know if it'll go away. I'm making do, but it's very hard for me to do a half hour long podcast because of that. Unless, of course, I have like a bottle of whiskey beside me (laughs) and I just take an occasional sip for medicinal purposes. There are so many things that, that I'm trying to do. And it's funny that I'm trying to do them all right now. Firstly, I looked on my Facebook page And it was six months ago that I said, I've got to get out of here. I've got to make a change. And here I am six months later living in a different city. Moved? I mean, I did it. It's like I set my mind to something and I just do it. I say, fuck the circumstances. Just get it over with. Get it done. Put one foot in front of the other and make that change. And I would suggest you try the same thing. If you feel like you're stuck in a rut, do not allow yourself to stay there. I don't care if it's a bad marriage. You've heard me say this before. If it's a bad marriage, try and make it work. But if he's not willing to try, the hell with him. It's time to get out. You could try counseling until you're blue in the face. Maybe you'll get lucky and it'll work. That's great. I'm happy for you. But if it doesn't, go. You still have a life. That's why I came up with the term sugar mom. It's not about sex. A sugar mom is a woman that is willing to take risks, change her life, make things better, and make people around her happy and make those around her respect her because of the things she's doing to make those changes. All right, I got that out of my system. So, yes. My job is still doing fantastically. I've picked up a lot of new customers. I am looking into a side business for the weekends that I've always liked. I've always owned my own businesses. So I'm going to give that one a shot again for the weekends. It's like a little route business. Nothing glamorous. Just something that I enjoy. My kids just came to visit me three out of five. They were just a joy. I mean, I was so happy to see them. I think it was the longest time I've been away from them, and it's about two and a half months. And my eldest daughter, which is the big news of the day, she's probably going to come in the next two to three weeks. But my eldest daughter is the one that had breast cancer while I was going through my fifth round of ovarian cancer. And the hell that this girl went through I know I'm repeating myself, but man, you need to know. 
she went through living hell. And neither she nor I would like you to go through that. So please do go. Have your yearly checkups. Ovarian cancer is not detectable unless you see a little bit of spotting after menopause. That could be a sign. But what my daughter went through with the chemo, which is called AC, it's the worst chemo. It nearly killed her. I mean, really, emotionally, let alone physically. Radiation. She had the expanders put in so that it holds her skin apart and tight so that she can eventually have implants put in. She had the fertility procedure done where they removed her eggs and she wound up bloating up from the medication that they put her on to the point where one time she and her fiance were walking around a store and somebody said to them, congratulations. And they both said, thank you. And then they looked at each other and burst out laughing because they realized the couple thought she was pregnant because of the drugs that were blowing her up. So she went through that. Then she was turned down for a clinical trial, which was built up to her to be something that is so important to her success. (sighs) She had the implants put in and she just yesterday got the results back from three tests that she is now cancer-free. And you know, being the mother of a child that is going through something like this is devastation at its worst. I can go through 10 rounds of chemo and make it work. I'll, I'll kick it to the curb. But when it affects one of your children, I don't know if you've ever been there before. It's just remarkable that you just want to like take some kind of an intravenous, hook it up to her, hook it up to you, and then push a suck button so that you could suck it all out of them and put it in you. I know it's one of the few times in our lives that we have no control over what's going to happen. We have to rely on doctors. We have to rely on science, new studies, new procedures, but it has nothing to do with what we can do except bitch at the doctors and bitch at the hospitals and say, when, where, what can I do? How much longer do I have to wait? Is there someone I can call? To the point where they wind up hating you or they wind up loving you. In my case, I got lucky because my doctors loved me. Because not only was I a bitch, I was also like bringing drinks to the office, getting drunk with everybody, admitting that I was outrageous and hard to deal with, very self-deprecating, to the point where they actually let me run with whatever I needed to for my own body's sake. If I said I'd had too much chemo, they said, all right, you're going to stop. They trusted me. So this time around, I did it again. I stopped after, I guess, the fourth session. I had two more to go. I just knew Listen to my throat. If I'm not really careful, it gets worse. I have to just breathe properly when I talk, which before was second nature. I never had to worry about that. My God, it's my living. But if I had continued with the chemo, the neuropathy would have gotten worse and I could have lost my whole career. 
And at the time, I didn't even know that's what was going on. They never told me that. But my big news is that my daughter is well. She's got brand new boobies that look beautiful, that she has no problem showing anybody, because that's who my daughter is. (laughs) My other daughters are looking very wary. Two were tested, came back negative. Two came back positive. They are at a crossroads. They don't know if they should have elective surgery to have their breasts removed. I'm the one saying, don't do it. My doctors are the ones that are saying, yes, let them do it. And I'm thinking, but what if it's ovarian? They, they cut their boobs off and they wind up with ovarian cancer. So, I mean, what would you tell your daughter? I just don't know. Because my eldest daughter who had the breast cancer was negative. Negative. So there is no rhyme or reason. I think it just teaches you to show your children that they've got to be proactive. If they have that genetic gene, it's called BRCA, they must go to the doctor early, have their mammograms around 30, 25, 30 years old, and have them twice a year, a mammogram and an MRI. They should go and be tested. There's a blood test called a CA-125. They should have that once a year so that they can understand that there's nothing going on with their ovaries. It's just a smarten up call. That's really what it is. But she and I are thinking about writing a book. She's been writing a blog all along for the last year. And I wrote a blog all along for, I'd say, four out of the five years. So if we trade chapters, like chapter one me, chapter one her, and we just... Let it all hang out. Mother, daughter, cancer, how to prevent in your children. Look at what we've gone through. And I know in my blog, I have a lot of humor because that's just the way I am. I can't possibly be maudlin. And she has a lot in her blogs that are very uplifting and spiritual. So between the two of us, we'll either have you praying to God, rolling on the floor in laughter, or running to the doctor because you're a little bit nervous from what we've said. But it's a serious consideration that we're thinking right now. I'm dating a man. In fact, I'm about to be living with him. It's amazing how things just worked out. Yes, I'm still afraid of alligators, and they're everywhere. They're in every pond I've walked by. I see those googly eyes sticking out of the water. The man who's moving in with me to share responsibilities, had 12 alligators pulled out of his pond that his condo surrounds, and one of them was 11 feet long. Now, me, who's afraid to sleep with her hand hanging over the bed because I still think there's alligators under there, why I would choose Florida, that's what all my friends want to know. But I had my girlfriend here, and I love her. I've known her since I was 20. I mean, she's the one that I got in the most trouble with, for God's sake. And now I met this guy, and they love each other. So we hang out, we have fun, and it's all working out well. All. Everything for once in my life. I mean, I shouldn't say in my life, but I would say since 2014, everything is okay right now. Let me go knock on some wood. My mother would say I just gave myself a kin of horror. I don't have, here I found some. 
All right. I'll be okay now. But he is a riot. He makes me laugh all the time. I want to know if you're happy. What's going on in your life? What's different? What's new? I had a girlfriend that I interviewed once a couple of times on my podcast. She wrote me a couple weeks ago saying, we've got to do podcast three. I don't know where she went. I'm hoping she's still alive that some new guy didn't do something to her. But if you're listening, Val, call me. Let's get this going. In the meantime, if there's anybody out there that would like to discuss anything at all, doesn't have to be cancer. Trust me, I talk about everything. There's just some things I'm afraid to discuss because I'm afraid my children are going to hear. And I don't know if they're ready for the shit that I have to say. I don't know. And now I've got my boyfriend's daughters that are going to be listening. And they're going to hate my guts before they even meet me. But the only thing I can say is when I talk, I talk truth. I don't beat around the bush. If I want to go out with you and I want to know something about you before I go, you can just ask my guy. I really should bring him on the air and have him do a podcast with me. If I want to know anything about you, I have no hesitancy in asking. Because what is the point in waiting and having five or six dates and then finding out that you're just not compatible? It's a waste of everybody's money, time, energy, and then you're just disappointed. One of the things that happened that I have to tell you, oh my God, we are unpacking my house. This was about a month ago. And he opens up a box. And inside the box, I'm busy, you know, like I'm unpacking dishes and all kinds of stuff. And I see him, he gets quiet for a minute. And he opens up the box. And inside the box, there is a green metal canister and a blue velvet box with like a stick that you use to close it. He says, oh, this is pretty. And he takes that little stick out and he's about to open the box. And I yell, don't open that box. And he says to me, why not? What's in here? I said, my mother. Those are my mother's ashes. I thought he was going to drop the box. Can you imagine how petrified he must have been and how disrespectful he must have felt? And so he, he puts the box down and I'm laughing because, I mean, it was an honest mistake. And it's all I have of my mother. <laughs> Most of all I have. Some knickknacks that belong to her and her mother, but that's the most important one. And and he's just like shaking, looking at the table. And he says, what's in this one? The big green canister. I said, my dog. <laughs> I mean, he, he's just got a good sense of humor. I turned him on to tequila. Do you drink tequila? It is so quick acting He told me he'd never had it before. He's not much of a drinker. I said, okay, well, I tell my kids that we should try something new every day. Are you up for it? He says, sure. So I cut some lemon because I couldn't remember if it's lemon or lime. And I got some salt and I put it on a plate. And I I said, this is what you do. You lick your finger, you suck on this, and, and you drink that. I said, now you don't have to drink the whole thing straight down. And as I'm saying it, he drinks the whole shot glass straight down. I thought he was going to die. He's like, ah, ah, ah. The 
faces he was making, I'm surprised he didn't wind up on the floor. But just another hilarious moment. He's willing to try things to make me happy. When was the last time your husband told you, I love you, and meant it? When was the last time your husband said to you, you're beautiful, and said it with adoration in his eyes? Well, I got lucky. Now, maybe it's just early stages. I'm not, you know, expecting miracles. But the way I live my life right now is... Like, I'll take three months at a time, and I'll be very happy with those three months if they stay just like that. And then we move on to the next three months. And if he decides to do something a little bit different, that's even nicer, and maybe he cuts back on one of the other, it all balances out. I just want truth, honesty, love, affection. I want to feel beautiful. Now tell me, those are not the things you're looking for. That's all we want. Money is great. It's just phenomenal. If you really need it, because you have high hopes and expectations, but I would take, and I love you, a hug, a look, a kiss, and just knowing that I'm appreciated over millions of dollars. Those things matter more to me. Those and... Glitter. Uh, Let's be real. Glitter is very important to me. If I could, I would take like a handful of glitter. Doesn't matter what color. Well, maybe silver or light pink. Maybe even gold. But I would throw it up in the air and I would run under it so that it would be in my hair. I would be sparkling and I'd feel like a princess. I like that kind of stuff. I like to wear glitter clothes. Do you? I like to have glittery shoes. Do you wear glittery jewelry? Maybe a bracelet? You know, you can buy bracelets for like 5 or $10 that you wrap around your wrist that are wrapped in glitter. And they look so pretty. And they make you feel special. Just don't get the kind that stick to your clothes because you'll rip them. Speaking of clothes, in my move here, my shoes were lost. I might have told you this already, but I thought the problem was rectified. I had a huge box of 40-something pair of shoes, all expensive, a lot designer, and then I had another huge, large box of boots that were definitely designer boots, both boxes missing. I call the company. They can't find them. I call again. We'll let you know. I call again. I said, I'm pissed. I want to know. They could be on the place you delivered next or the one in front of me. I can't get anyone to give me a straight answer. So I write to all three of the people I've talked to. And I said, I got all the forms that I'd never heard of before in my life because a friend on Facebook told me you need this, this, and this. You need to threaten that you're going to write to them, to all three or four companies including the Better Business Bureau, but that was the least important company. And don't you know, the day I sent out the email, and I was very polite in the way I said it, I said, I'm sorry, but I find it hard to believe that shoes and boots, two big boxes would go missing. I could see, you know, my dog stuff in one box and my shoes in another, and losing those two 
but it looks to me like there's a possibility of theft. And I don't know if you want that attached to your company's reviews on Yelp or any other place. Amazon, Google. I got a call back from the vice president of the company. He has asked me now, this has been three weeks, to allow him this much time to try and find my shoes. And if he doesn't find my shoes, they are going to settle with me first in company, which will be 60 cents a pound. Now, can you imagine a pair of, let's just say, Ann Klein shoes? 60 cents a pound. What am I going to make? Three bucks? So I have to remember all of the names of the designer shoes and the designer boots. And I'm going to have to put a list together. And that list will come to probably $200, which I could buy one pair of shoes for $200. In the meantime, I've been shopping at Payless and Walmart for shoes because I keep wondering if my shoes are going to show up and I don't want to spend any extra money. And that doesn't mean that I'm frugal or cheap. It just means that I want my shoes back. Oh. Anyway, he said to me, after the company settles, he will cut me a check. And I told him the amount I wanted. He has agreed. And I'll keep you up to date on that situation. Because I have no problem with saying the name of the company, whether they do right by me or whether they do wrong by me. Because I would hate to see you wind up in the same situation, walking around barefoot, for God's sake, for like a month. I have sneakers. And that's it. A pair of shoes from Payless. It's just stupid. But I'll let you know what happens on that. In the meantime, this is one of the few days that I'm happy. I mean, with life. Not just my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my daughter. I have three things to be happy about. The other children are doing well. I'm just happy. Lastly, I told you my daughter and I are thinking of writing this book. So I went back to my first blog and I started to clean it up a little bit. And I was going to send her a copy. And I deleted a couple things, like one picture, a a paragraph that had nothing to do with anything that was relevant to our situation. And then as I'm about to click send, I see that on the blog, it says, August 16th. That was the first date of my first blog. And that is today, August 16th. So there's got to be something in there that means something more than just a story. I hope you're well. Anytime you want to come on the air with me and talk, send me an email. Robin Marshall, sugarmom at gmail.com. I hope by now you've subscribed to the podcast. You see, I don't bother you much at all. It's Sugar Mom on iTunes. And truthfully, I don't know what's going to happen to iTunes because I think they were just bought by Apple. I don't know. I have to look into that. But I'm on all of the podcast platforms, and you can write to me on any of them. You don't have to use your real name. You could just say, I want to come on the air and talk about something that's important. Maybe it has to do with your husband or your boyfriend or somebody that's cheated on somebody or your child or sex or how to feel sexy and passion again. I've got all kinds of tricks and tips. I swear. And they work. And they're not anything to be ashamed of. 
the older we get, the smarter we are. And the smarter we are, the sexier we become. Let yourself get wrapped up in that thought. And I'll talk to you next time. Much love to you. One more thing. If you'd like to buy my book, go to sugarmom.net. You'll hear all my podcasts as well. But please do subscribe. And please do give me a gold star. I've been good. Honestly, I've been really good. I'll talk with you next week. Thank you for listening. It's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom.